This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 191 is going to be from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23 read, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. Notice with me the very first part of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Notice there that there are going to be people who profess the name of Christ, who call themselves Christians or even disciples of Christ, that are not going to truly be disciples of Christ. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because these people do not have proper biblical faith. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Notice what Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says. There are two aspects to having proper biblical faith. One, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Notice how this relates to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must, one, believe that he is. There it is. Everyone that says, Lord, Lord, does not necessarily believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Believing is truly being obedient. If you're not obedient to the word of God, then you might profess it with the mouth, but you truly do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Christ, that he is the way to salvation. And then in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, there's a second part to this. Not, <clears throat> But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Proper biblical faith, number one, is coming to God, and then it is being obedient to God. It is those that diligently seek God, not just the ones that profess his name. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Returning to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Notice the second part of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 is here as well. The first part is here as well. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord. Well, in order to have proper biblical faith, you must call Jesus Lord. You must believe that he is Lord. But the second part of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 is here as well. Notice, 
shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, diligently seeking God, does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And so two aspects of biblical faith are necessary for proper biblical faith. Believing that he is Lord, Lord, and those that diligently seek him, those are the ones that are going to receive the reward of heaven, does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Then going on to verse 22 in Matthew chapter 7, it says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, notice that they're calling him Lord. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? But notice the end of verse 21. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. We have to do it God's way. We cannot have biblical faith, proper biblical faith, doing it our way. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Another way of saying in the name of is by his authority. We have to have Christ's authority for everything that we do in our life. And so if we're trying to cast out demons, but not the way that God specified how to do it, or we're trying to do wonders, but not the way that God wants them to be done, then we're not doing it in the name of the Lord, or we're not doing it according to the way the Father wants it to be done. We don't have proper biblical faith. Proper biblical faith, again, comes from the Word of God. Hebrews, or Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Notice the answer in verse 23, remembering what Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And so the reason why they're going to hear this is they don't have proper biblical faith. They're calling Jesus Lord just to hear their own head rattle. They're calling Jesus Lord, but not doing the things in which Jesus tells them to do. That's not proper biblical faith. And without proper biblical faith, you cannot be saved. You cannot be pleasing to God. Remember 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, King James Version, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. By study, we know how to be pleasing to God. Without study, we don't know how to be pleasing to God. And we can't build faith which comes from his word. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so these people here in verse 23 of Matthew chapter 7, they hear something that none of us want to hear. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. If we're practicing lawlessness, then we do not have proper biblical faith. And because we cannot be pleasing to God without without proper biblical faith, we're going to hear those words, depart from me. That's what Jesus is going to declare to everyone that does not build proper biblical faith. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. It takes doing the will of the Father. It takes accepting Jesus' authority over us. Remember Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then the therefore, therefore, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We see proper biblical faith carried out in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and following. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. 
He lays down the reason why he has the ability to command them. He has the ability to command them because all authority has been given to him by his Father. He has all authority in heaven heaven and on earth. Therefore, because I have all authority, I can give you this command. Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them. He has the authority to tell them to go, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Observing all things that Jesus has commanded us is proper biblical faith, putting our trust and reliance in him. If we look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Again, we see both aspects of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, believing in Christ, hearing the words of the master, and then putting them into practice in your life the way that he wants them to be put into practice in your life. And he relates that to a man who builds his house on the rock. And the one that doesn't listen to him nor puts his sayings into practice is like the one that built his house upon the sand. And the sand could not be a proper foundation for it, not like the rock of Jesus. You build your house upon the rock of Jesus, and nothing that comes up against it's going to tear it down because it has proper biblical faith. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. And I know there's a lot of people out there today that say all you have to do is believe, all you have to do is confess Jesus, but that is simply not the case. We have to believe in Jesus, and we have to put into practice those things in which he has taught us to put into practice in order to have proper biblical faith. And then going on, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33, we see another aspect of proper biblical faith. Really just in addition to what we've already been talking to, it gives more about how we believe in him and how we diligently seek him. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow was thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. God is going to take care of those that believe in him. Now, it might not be in this world, it might be in the next, where we no longer have any tears or suffering or sorrow. We're going to be persecuted in this world. We know this because of what was said in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But the peace that surpasses all understanding, found in Philippians chapter 4, which will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, is how we can still believe in God, even though we go through persecutions in our life and how we cannot have to worry about them, how we cannot have to worry about food or money 
or clothing because God knows that we need these things. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, for everything works out for the good of those who love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. And if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all other things will be added to us. We're going to have that peace that surpasses all understanding. But notice both parts of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 are here. Let's quote it one more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. If you don't put your trust in him, you truly don't believe in who he is. Notice in verse 30 of Matthew chapter 6. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Put your trust in God. Believe that he is. And then that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about all these physical things. God's going to take care of you. He's going to make sure that his people are taken care of. Maybe not physically where we don't have any problems or we're not persecuted but he has provided for us in those situations. He has provided peace for us knowing that we're going to go through those things. But knowing that we're right with him, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, knowing that we're right with him and approved of by him, and knowing that even if we die, that God is going to take his faithful home, we should have peace that surpasses all understanding. We should have the, the joy Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then have the confidence to be able to put him first in everything, to be able to put him first in our marriages, to be able to put him first in our work, to be able to put him first in every aspect of our lives. That's how we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. A rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Diligently seeking him is putting him first in every aspect of our lives. Studying every day. Reading his word every day. Praying to him every single day. And then understanding that he's going to keep his promises. And that he is going to provide a means of escape for every single temptation that comes our way. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. No temptation has taken man except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. A proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. It is understanding and truly believing in God and putting our trust in him and diligently seeking him. We need to profess him with our mouth, because if we don't profess him with our mouth, then he's not going to profess us before the Father which is in heaven, Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. But that's not all there is to it. We have to truly trust him. We have to truly get behind what he's teaching, and we have to truly practice it in our lives. We have to keep his word. We have to be obedient to him. And all this starts in baptism. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, it says, Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then we find that in several different places in the New Testament, but most importantly, we find it in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. When Saul of Tarsus, who would later become Paul, is getting ready to be baptized, notice something in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling 
on the name of the Lord. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But calling on the name of the Lord is being obedient to him, doing everything in his name. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. Well, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. It's trusting God. It's believing God. It's believing in God. It's putting our faith behind him and his word and its obedience to his word. It's diligently seeking him and everything that goes along with it. Proper biblical faith is much more than simply professing the name of Christ with the mouth. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.